Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bishop Mortimer's Day Off. So first of all, bitch, it's been a minute. But you know what? I went on TikTok, I went on Instagram, and I was like, what the fuck y'all want a real bitch to talk about? And y'all gave me a whole bunch of suggestions. So what I did is I screenshotted every single suggestion I got, and I'm gonna make an episode out of it because if people are gonna give you content suggestions, bitch, you take those. So with that being said, today we are going to, as you see from the title, we are going to be talking about black spirituality and hoodoo tips. When I do this episode, a lot of you guys will already know a lot of this information that I'm going to go over. And I just want to make a disclaimer. Everybody practices differently. Depending on the region you're from, where your family and ancestry hails from, everybody practices different. There's universal keys to it. However, certain keys sometimes fit different doors for different people. There's not no one size fits all when it comes to stuff like hoodoo or a lot of black spirituality. And once again, these are my opinions. My opinions don't mean nothing outside of nobody but myself. So if we think about hoodoo, what is hoodoo? Personally, from my perspective, I would say hoodoo is somewhat of like a way of life. Honestly, it's a personal code of conduct for black people because in my opinion, black people are the only one who should be doing hoodoo because it's a practice that derives from the enslavement of black people. I know some people have differences of opinion. If you're not black, you shouldn't be practicing it. You can learn about it because, you know, in the words of consciously, education is elevation. However, if you are mixed, if you are biracial, and if you have black in you, then, in my personal opinion, yes, you can practice hoodoo because you have black ancestry. And if your black ancestry happened across with the enslavement of Africans in America, then of course you can practice that. A big part of hoodoo is, you know, ancestry based in why would you call on somebody who owned another human being? It just doesn't make sense, you know? But yeah, so what is hoodoo? It's a set of spiritual practices African-Americans used during enslavement. It was protection for some. It was a way to even the scales get justice in an already unjust society. But most important, it was a way to keep, like, I would say your family together. It was a way to keep your kids safe. It was codes of conduct for survival. It kept families together. The biggest part of hoodoo is family. It starts with your bloodline. If we go back a little further, hoodoo is simply a series of traditions that come from, you know, various um, ATRs, African traditional religions, and a big part coming from West Africa. So what happens is the people in Africa get kidnapped and they're brought to America from the slave trade. They learn some practices from the Native American, the indigenous people. Shout out to my indigenous brothers and sisters. It's Native influence, African traditional influence, and Christianity all mixed up into a pot. And you have hoodoo. Back then, they didn't call it hoodoo. You're just working. You're just working and going about your They didn't have all these terms and uh, titles for every little thing like we do today. Hoodoo was just, he working, they working the roots, doing what they need to do, just working. So yeah, hoodoo is a term that like white people used to when they were trying to sell fake ass products in newspapers and stuff. They dubbed it that. And you know us, as black people, we reclaim things that have negative context at one point. They wanted to call it hoodoo, so we reclaimed it, and this is what you have today. However, though, hoodoo did start as a, uh, like a bastardized term for doing the work. So, now since I answered what is hoodoo, I want to talk about some common questions. I want to do at least about three common questions. So, in hoodoo, there's a thing called right-hand work and left-hand work. 
pretty much right hand work is, you know, the good hand receiving. You're doing the good work. When somebody says Uger, you're doing that left-handed work. Um, It's some more intense work, and I will say. It can be cursing, hexing, cleaning, removing, you know? It could be a it could be a plethora of things. Remember, before you turn up your nose to left-handed work, you can't have dark without the light. You can't have your yin without the yang. So a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't do that left-handed work. I'm scared of karma and shit like that. But it's like, honey, left-handed work is simply even in the scales. It's justice work a lot of times. A lot of times, left-hand work has a bad context to it for the simple fact that people do it for the wrong fucking reasons. And then people classify it as, oh, girl, I wouldn't do that. No. You can't be doing left-handed work over some petty shit. That's not a reason to do left-hand work. Keep that shit on the playground. Left-hand work, I feel like, gets a bad connotation for the simple fact that people react too soon and then they get shocked when the motherfucking blowback is bigger than the action that they were reacting from. Let's keep it real. Left-handed work has its needs. Justice is always needed when you live in an unjust society, so left-handed work is always needed at times. But it's not for petty shit. Not every trial and tribulation someone brings to you is something for you to take to the altar. Sometimes you don't always got to go to spiritual magic, witchcraft, and taking it to the, the spirit realm. Sometimes, girl, throw them hands. Don't get caught. I don't recommend fighting because one thing about me, I'll be like, bitch, they'll be like, you want to fight? I'll be like, no. But. Sometimes you just got to talk it out. Sometimes you just got to cuss a motherfucker out. How about that? Sometimes when you get triggered, you know what you got to do? You got to talk it out again and again and again and give it, I would say, give it three days before you take it to the spiritual realm, before you take it to witchcraft, before you take it to magic. It don't have to always be that extreme because sometimes it becomes the boy who cried wolf. You go to the spirits too many times, they ain't going to take you seriously when some real shit about to go down. It has to make sense, you know? And also, I just want y'all to remember that in, in a lot of black spirituality, African uh, religions, um, karma works differently. Don't do shit that you can't take the clap back on, spiritually, mentally, or emotionally. Now, I'm not saying worry about a clap back when it's justifiable work, but sometimes y'all, a definition of justifiable work is just petty ass work. It's not needed. It's not needed. You know, breathe. You know, but, you know, left-handed work get, has such a bad name to it. But honestly, it's just rebalancing the scales. Some may call it revenge, but remember, revenge is needed at times. Like I always tell people, you can't just be like, I'm trying to heal so my life is bubblegum and raindrops and shit like that. You guys have to remember, you have to have the dark to have the light. Spirituality is not being the most positive bitch in the room because, honey, then we can get into toxic positivity. And toxic positivity, y'all just hear the positivity, but it's still toxic to an extent. When you become so positive where you ignore the real shit that's going on and you just want to be like, oh, well, if I don't think about it or if I say these mantras or if I say these Bible scriptures, it'll just go away. No, it won't just go away. You're just one of those people who continue the generational curse of sweeping shit underneath the carpet. When it comes to left-hand work, it should always be a last resort. And that's just me, Bishop Mortimer, speaking as a person. So let's get to another common question. Hoodoo versus voodoo. Because I see, girl, anybody who does black spirituality know that's the most asked question. It's such a answer that's overly put out there. Like you can't go on TikTok and not see it when you type in hoodoo or when you type in voodoo. Do you know how many times people have made videos how hoodoo and voodoo are different? In my opinion, hoodoo and voodoo, they're cousins, not twins. 
We share the same DNA. We come from the same, or we come from around the same place, but we are two different people. Hoodoo are spiritual practices. Voodoo is a religion. Hoodoo is not a religion. They don't have, they have spirits, but they don't have, you know, um, gods and stuff like that, like um, voodoo do, and I think they have loas. And, you know, there's all types of voodoo. There's the one from Benin, the OG. There's Louisiana. There's Haiti. I'm not getting in, uh, into detail about that because that's not what this episode do. And let's not speak about shit you don't practice. However, there is a plethora of stuff that makes uh, voodoo and hoodoo different. Also, voodoo, it has a lot more steps to it. You have to be initiated into it. Voodoo, like I said, has an initiation. Most hoodoo doesn't. Some old school hoodoo did. Some some of them had seeking, uh, tarrying where you go into the woods, you know. I think you fast, you try to see spirits. Some of them went down to the river. Um, some did drum ceremonies. It's just, you know, it's a fascinating culture. But not everybody does the hoodoo, like, initiation rites, you know. Those are like those OG, old school families. You know, a lot of people just have it in their bloodline. And, you know, little uh, techniques get passed down from one generation to the next. So, yeah. But depending on your family and hoodoo is why it looks different. So, some people have initiation. Why? A majority of it. Like, I know I didn't have no initiation into it. It was just, I just grew up around my grandmother and my aunt who are all psychic. And, you know, the supernatural world was kind of like as normal as me being a kid and turning on Barney. With hoodoo, you can have a connection straight to your ancestors. With voodoo, you have to go through a certain, like, the keeper of the crossroads, you know, and stuff like that, or the gatekeeper to uh, have access into the spiritual world, you know, and he can say yes or no. Hoodoo, you can go straight to your ancestors. You can go straight to your higher power. There's really no uh, middleman or gatekeeper, per se. So, if you want to get into black spirituality, because, like I said, this is an episode where I'm going to tell y'all tips, tricks, and my suggestions on how to get into it. I'm going to give y'all some book recommendations. So... First things first, where do you start in spirituality, if that's your calling, because it's not for everyone? Shadow work, self-care, healing, therapy, if it's accessible for you. You have to be doing the shadow work, and shadow work is simply digging into the parts of yourself that you don't like and finding why you have certain triggers. How did you react? What part of your childhood damaged you? What part of your teenage years damaged you? What part of your young adulthood damaged you? Because not everybody has childhood trauma. Some people have young adulthood trauma. But if you do have like childhood trauma, go into your past and remember, what are your triggers today as the individual that you are right now listening to this? What triggers you? As you heal yourself, you break generational curses. Every time you heal a new thing that you knew your family struggled with, you're healing the ancestors who came before you and the generation who's going to come after you. And let's talk about therapy. If it's accessible to you, because therapy is not accessible to everyone, huh, shout out to the United States and their fucked up healthcare system. If it is available to you, make sure you interview your therapist. You do not have to go with the first therapist they give you. You're paying them. Interview them. Maybe your your chosen therapist is the 32nd one. Oh, you went through 32 therapists. Okay. You interview them and you talk to them until you feel comfortable and got it right. Because not everybody deserves your trauma. Not everybody is deserving of your trauma. Because a lot of people don't talk about that. Not everybody deserves your trauma story. Because not everybody's going to use it the right way. People have to be worthy of you opening up about the hardest parts of your life and how you're still here today and you're a walking testimony whether you believe it or not. People have to be worthy of your trauma. Hell, you had to go through it. 
Don't just be willing to open up just because it's an open ear. Because not every open ear is sad about what you went through. Like my aunt used to always tell me, you can't pray for everybody and you can't let everybody lay hands or pray for you because you don't know if they're praying for you or praying against you. And shadow work also is never ending. The first step to spirituality is shadow work. Start healing your past. So your present can be just that, a present, something you look forward to. I don't want to be walking around in my 40s still triggered by shit that happened at my sweet 16. But if you don't talk about it, it will. Y'all think because you don't talk about your baggage that it's not still around you. Honey, you carry it around you spiritually, mentally, and physically no matter where you go. It goes with you on vacation. It goes with you everywhere. Those past traumas are spirits. Those spirits walk with you. Only you can smite them and take them down and bind them. You know, you got to acknowledge what hurts you. You got to answer. When did it start? How did it make you feel? Why do I feel like this from this situation? And the answers only come from within because you're the only one who went through the shit. Once you start looking into what triggers you, that'll help you control your emotions. Because if you can't control your emotions, hoodoo, spirituality, voodoo, whatever you want to do, religion, whatever. If you can't control your emotions, ain't none of this shit for you. Because you're going to be going up the wall, triggered over some little shit. Next thing you know, you're taking it to the spirits. And your answer is going to be looking at you like, honey, no. Honey, no. And then you're going to be mad because your shit ain't moving. Oh, this spell didn't work. You gave me the wrong spell. You gave me this. You gave me this wrong. No, honey, your shit don't move because, honey, your emotions move you too fucking much. That's why your shit didn't move. The spell sometimes is just fine. When you look at spells online or on TikTok, you got to realize that's what works for them and their spirit team. When you receive something and somebody's like, oh, girl, do this spell and this should bring this forth. Take the spell, sit with it, and you tweak it to your liking. You tweak it to what you can absorb. You can't do a spell directly as somebody else does it because everybody's spirit team is different. What may work fast for somebody may take you six months for it to fulfill. So be mindful that what works for one doesn't work for some, This is which is why spirituality is not a one-size-fit-all. Message! Conquer what you fear. Control your emotions. If you conquer what you fear, it cannot be used against you. But let a motherfucker find out what you fear, and guess what? That's your fucking mind. That is your fucking mind, because spiritual attacks start with the mind. And the brain is the most powerful muscle we have in our body. So think of this. If your fucking mind goes, everything goes. Everything follows suit. So be... Be mindful of being so open on social media. A lot of people be like, oh, I don't be that open on social media. I don't do this. Oh, I don't do that. Girl, please. Honey, you share a lot more than you should. Honey, sometimes sharing traumas online opens you up to a spiritual texture. So just be mindful. In the words of my late great auntie, and this is something I take with me, and no matter what spiritual practice, whether I'm doing tarot cards, whether I'm doing spell work, or whatever, my auntie always told me, your faith got to be greater than whatever you're coming against. Message! So if you're into witchcraft, Wicca, you know, voodoo, hoodoo, Santeria, whatever, hell, religion, whatever you have faith in, it has to be greater than whatever you're coming against. Now, I'm not saying there won't be trials, and I won't say there won't be tribulation, and I won't say there won't be spiritual battles and warfare. However, with a strong enough faith in whatever... You will succeed eventually if your faith is greater than whatever you're coming against. The reason why a lot of times I feel like spirituality kicks a lot of people's ass and they go back to Christianity with their tail between their legs is because their faith is not as great as they say. You think because you can quote some Bible scripture that means you have great faith. No. Motherfuckers can quote lyrics. That don't mean they're a rap genius. Being in church don't mean nothing if your mind is elsewhere.
once I started doing the work, my understanding of the mundane grew to new heights. But once I started to understand myself, that's why that quote, know thyself is so important. Y'all seek a higher power in, in everything but what he created. He created you and nobody looks within. Your higher power made you. You want to connect with spirits? Connect inward. You are a spirit having a human experience. You want to connect to God? Get in touch with what he made, the earth, the water, the, bo the body. If you ain't willing to dig deep into the stuff you hate about yourself and fix it from within, spirituality just ain't for you. Or whatever your personal calling is, it'll never work the way you truly want it to because your spirit of pride is your setback. How you gonna be a good witch? How you gonna be a good root doctor? How you gonna be a good conjurer? Huh? How you gonna be a good priest if you're not a good person? It don't work. I'm sorry, it don't work that way. Like, if you're in a constant state of victimhood, that's a problem. Because every time a motherfucker spell or something don't move the way you want it to, you're always gonna have somebody to blame. Get out of that victimhood. And hell, I use the Bible at times too, but I'm very mindful that the Bible is man-made. God ain't come down with a pen and paper and wrote it down for people. And it has some good passages. It has some good meaning at times. It has some good stories and mythos and stuff like that. The Bible works when it needs to work. So I'm not going to downplay the Bible because I use the Bible occasionally. Because in the way I practice hoodoo, you know, the Bible is a spell book. Everybody knows that in like hoodoo. Like the book of Psalms, that's a spell book. Psalms is like a one hit or quitter. Like you find your right Psalms, you can do anything with that. Deuteronomy can help you, you know, bring about increase, you know, Isaiah uh, helps with road opening. There's so many books in the Bible that can help you with shit, you know, but you got to know how to use the word. You got to know what the meaning of the word is before you use it, because just as it can be used for you, it can be used against you. So remember that too. Next part, ways to learn who to. So after you start doing your shadow work, go to a trusted member in your family and don't go to no elders talking about Hey, uh, who did hoodoo? Because they're going to be looking at you like, y'all trying to do that witchcraft. Y'all trying to do voodoo. You know, they conjugate everything together. And, you know, they didn't call it that. You know, you have to be smart when you're asking them. You know, you're going to your Aunt Judy. Aunt Judy, when you was a kid, who did Granny take y'all to when somebody got sick? She tell you, oh, that was my great Aunt Jean. Oh, well, Austin one. That's how you can spot out the healer. And you have to be smart about it. Who was the person that had good intuition and could always call something before it happened? There you go. You found out you just had a psychic line in your family. That's how you learn. You don't go up to them, girl, who did hoodoo? They're going to be like, bitch, what? They're going to be like, bitch, we don't do that shit. Bitch, we Christian. Bitch, we Pentecostal. And little do they know they was the whole time. But anyway, um, that's a whole nother podcast episode. So yeah, that's how you start to learn. They didn't do the work or hoodoo out loud back in the day. They walked heavily on what's understood doesn't need to be explained. So the outsiders who were already, you know, looming around couldn't overly copy shit. Like I said, hoodoo is daily life. So to ask them like, they didn't put a name on it. They acted. Awesome. Ways to learn. Contact your ancestors with the stuff they knew in life. You know, if you're like young and black and, you know, you're into witchcraft and stuff like that, you can't contact your ancestors using terms of witchcraft if you knew your grandma was Catholic. She don't know the way you're, you're trying to communicate with her through that because that's not what she did in life spiritually. You have to talk to your ancestors in the way they spoke in life. And I'm not talking about how we're speaking right now. I'm talking about in what they practiced in life. You have to speak to your ancestors with the way they practice, not what you practice today. Message! And you also have to put spiritual boundaries. And not every family member is good. <clears throat> okay, let's be honest. Not every family member means you well. So when you're calling down your ancestors and you're praying for guidance, education, elevation, and just wisdom 
from people who have lived before, you have to say, you know, I call down the ancestors that wish me well, who have the same moral compass as me, who walk in the light, who want to continue to grow and pass down the family knowledge and lineage from the other side to the living world. It's, a, it's teamwork. You and your ancestors, as you grow, they grow more powerful, meaning your work hits hard and gets shit done faster. You have to pray for your ancestors, it's the ones that died, the ones that you knew. Start with the ones you knew first. We don't worship ancestors. We give respect and reverence to them because without the path that they forged, bitch, we wouldn't have shit to walk on. Hell, we wouldn't be here. We pray to our higher power, whatever that may be, and we talk in prayer to our ancestors. We pray to God for them to be forgiven for the stuff that they haven't really got over in life. Because a lot of people die and they still die with regrets. And your regrets will follow you into the afterlife because we're human. You lived with baggage and you don't handle it and heal it, you're going to die with baggage, honey. And then you got to pray that your ancestor or your descendants, you know, pray on your behalf for God to intercede and, you know, heal your heart. So, you know, you have to pray um, forgiveness for them for the shit that they won't forgive themselves for. If you die thinking you ain't shit, girl, you're going to be in the uh, ancestor realm within heavens thinking you ain't shit. You need your descendants to pray on your behalf that, you know what? Heal her mind of self-doubt. Heal her insecurities. Heal everything that she couldn't talk of in life that she struggles with. Pray on your ancestors' behalf. Because like I said, the stronger they get, the stronger you get. The stronger they are, the more protected you are. Along with your higher power and stuff like that, you know, can't shit move without a higher power. Message. But you know what I mean. So, yeah, as you start to, you know, venerate them and pray on their behalf, what happens is people are like, well, they're dead. How am I going to uh, get the information from them? Have you ever just been uh, doing something and a random idea comes out of nowhere and you weren't thinking nothing of it? I call those spiritual downloads. So, like, say you were like, oh, I need to find a way to do a road opener. And then all of a sudden, get you some salt, get you some cinnamon. Salt and cinnamon, while you're thinking about your road opener, pops into your head. And you wasn't thinking about that. You was looking to get a candle. Honey, pull out the salt and cinnamon. And you see how that just came out of nowhere, out of thin air? Those are spiritual downloads. But you have to be mindful enough and get out of your own head enough to receive them. And they come randomly. That's why I tell people, have a dream journal. Write shit down. Because sometimes with me, I'm out of sight, out of mind. Like, I'll forget real quick. Write that shit down. All of a sudden, you be like, oh, I need um, something to do protection work. And all of a sudden, ammonia pops into your head. Ammonia. And then you search it up in some water, do a cap full of ammonia and water, set it in the middle of your house, and then leave because ammonia is strong, ladies and gentlemen. Don't kill yourself. Put it in the middle of your house and, you know, have a little window crack so, you know, shit can escape. And guess what? Say a scripture or a mantra that you're comfortable with that banishes shit. And guess what? You didn't a spiritual cringe to a house. Oop, there's a tip. A lot of y'all ain't gonna listen to that, though. So, you know, you just gotta be mindful. Ancestors will give you messages and random shit that pops into your head. Once you get the random shit that pops into your head and you you jot it down so you don't forget, um, you'll see little clues elsewhere. So they'll be like, oh, salt and cinnamon. And the next thing you know, you go on your phone and stuff like that, and all of a sudden you see somebody talking about salt and cinnamon online. I don't believe in coincidences. You got to put the pieces of the puzzle together. They'll give you the pieces, but you got to put the puzzle together. So now we're going to get into the part where, and don't worry, this is not going to be my first and last black spirituality uh, conversation. There, it's such a big topic. I know I'm missing stuff. I know I left a lot of shit out, but um, we're going to do other parts of that too. I just want to get a good starter. So as we end this episode, I want to give you all a couple tips 
that y'all can apply if y'all want to. Here's some tips for cleansing. Um, first of all, leave white sage to the Native Americans. They have given enough in this country. This is just my personal opinion, which means nothing outside of me. So if you get mad, that's on you. I don't give a fuck. Leave the white sage to Native Americans. And a lot of times when y'all use white sage, it kicks up more spirits because y'all don't know how to use it properly. Y'all think white sage is a fix-all. It's not. Y'all think white sage for everybody outside of the indigenous practice is a one-size-fits-all. It's not. Message. Anyway, so yeah, that's my opinion. But if you want some cleansing tools that I use personally, um, cedar bundles is a good alternative for uh, white sage. You know, it's good with cleansing and clearing, and it leaves your home with a nice smell. Or if you want, like, those um, instant cones, frankincense and myrrh is what I use. But you could do on a charcoal disc. You can get them all off of Amazon. Um, and also, these are the only things I get off of Amazon. Don't get a lot of your spiritual supplies off of Amazon. Use what you got. That's a big thing, too. Use what you got. You don't have to buy a whole bunch of shit for your spirituality practice, because guess what? You're buying all this expensive shit, and your work still don't move. You can't move shit, and you empty. But back to cleansing. When I want to do a spiritual bath, I use hyssop. You can buy hyssop. Uh, put it in, like, a little uh, cheesecloth or a little um, tea bag holder and put it in some boiling water and let it boil and then put, uh, close it, put it in a jar, put it on your altar for nine days three days or whatever number you're called to because it don't always got to be nine and three let's be fucking real but um i do nine days just because that's what works for fucking me i do a hyssop cleanse you know you can find hyssop in the book of psalms and stuff like that i think it's um cleanse me and hyssop and i shall be whiter than snow and stuff like that let me google it because there ain't nothing worse than a bitch quoting something they don't know what they're talking about it's psalms 51 it says psalms 51 7 purge me with hyssop and i shall be clean Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. And that is from the King James Version. So yeah, I use hyssop because it's, it's biblical and stuff like that. And y'all know I'm not a Christian, but like I said, there are certain principles that I still carry over from Christianity, even though I don't, you know, use it, you know, and I take what works for me and I discard the rest. If y'all want to cleanse your house and stuff like that, do a little bit of ammonia, water, and rosemary. Put it in the middle of your house or, you know, hell, mop with it and stuff like that. Leave. You know, be gone for a couple hours, having your windows cracked and stuff like that. And, you know, that that does a good way of cleaning the house. That's how I was taught. So, it's very simple. Just three things, you know. Ammonia, a water, more water than ammonia, please. And rosemary, because rosemary helps with ex um, exorcism. And set it in the middle of your home and be gone. If you have an upstairs and downstairs, set one downstairs and one upstairs. Have all them doors open and, you know, yeah. Holy water. You can use holy water in spirituality. You don't have to be a part of a church or a part of an order to um, use holy water. What I like to do for my holy water is I like to collect rain. Because, you know, like I said, when you want to get close to your divine, use the sources he created. You know, rain is not man-made. You know, it comes from the elements. It's come from the earth. God created the earth. You know, um, I put a bucket out there, collect the rainwater, boil it to cleanse it. Um, Yeah. Put some rosemary in it. You know, maybe some cloves, set it on my altar for nine days, three days maybe when I'm in a rush. And now I got some holy water. Virgin olive oil, you know, you can use that for holy oil and stuff like that. That's obvious. That's what a lot of them do on the, um, the churches and shit like that. Set it on your altar, you know, pray over it. Say your own devotions and prayers over it because can't nothing move like the shit you believe in. So say that over it and you'll be good. You can make a Florida water, get you some 100 proof vodka, oranges, a little bit of lemon, bay leaves, rosemary again, cinnamon, you know. Bay leaves are just good tools for manifestation. Write what you want on the back of a bay leaf and just burn it. And also remember with manifestation, shit don't work if, unless you work for it. 
Like you can you can write your manifestation, do the method of three, write it down nine times, different ways. You can do that all. But if you're not working towards it and you think, oh, I just, I'm manifesting, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to think about it day in and day out. And you're not working towards your goal. It's not going to work, honey. So yeah, that's that on that. Make sure your petitions, when you do like spiritual petitions, make sure your petitions are direct to the point. These spirits know you. Okay, they know what you mean. You just got to reiterate what you need. Be precise, be sp specific and to the point. So yeah, be directing your petitions. Make sure what you're asking for is equal to what you want to give. You know, you can't ask for something not be willing to give. It has to balance out. Like if you're asking for something big, big, be prepared to give back something big. Do for your community, do for the earth, do for the elements, you know, do something without be ready to receive something in return. And if you're petitioning a certain spirit, say you're petitioning your grandmother and your grandmother had a thing for double mint gum, right? When you're doing that petition, go out and buy a fresh pack of double mint gum. Don't give her one little strip. Don't give her one little piece of gum. No, buy her a whole pack of gum. And when you put your petition under a candle or whatever you do on your altar, make sure, make sure that you have something that, you know, that means something to them. When you go to work and you do work, don't you get paid from your job? You got to pay to play. Like, it doesn't work that way. Y'all think because the spirit's like, no. Because when you pay them, they'll be like, well, they can't physically get the money. It's the intent. It's the fact that you're willing to go forth and doing more of an action than anything. And once they see that, they're like, okay, this bitch is serious. This bitch is serious. I can get behind that. So, yeah. Just make it make sense, you know? Pour some motherfucking libations. If you have like, okay, I got the next three days off, volunteer your time. And, yeah. I have some book suggestions. Um, you guys can uh, message me on Instagram at bishop.mortimer, M-O-R-T-I-M-E-R. -E um, on Instagram, follow me on at bishopmortimer on TikTok and um, everywhere. If you have, if you need any book suggestions, I suggest Moses, Man of the Mountain. Um, I'm going to do something on Moses uh, when I talk about uh, black folklore and shit like that. Because like I said, all of y'all who message me different topics to talk about, I'm going to get to them all. But, um, yeah, so don't think just because you hear this episode, you're like, oh, he didn't talk about what I wanted him to talk about and stuff like that. Honey, get through this first before you want to jump head first. Message! Educate yourself before you go head first. So, yeah, so I'm hearing some book suggestions from uh, Bishop Mortimer's book club. Um, you can do uh, Mojo Working by Katrina Heather Donald, um, Mules and Men, uh, Moses Man of the Mountain, because if y'all didn't know, Moses is a conjurer. He did hoodoo, whether y'all want to believe it or not. Isaiah Neil Hurston, Black Magic is a good book. Um, What else? The Hoodoo Book of Flowers is a good book to learn from. Those are like Proverbs and stuff like that. Um, The first five books of the Bible is good. Um, Learn about some of the prophets because rather you look at them, oh, they did miracles or whatever, stuff like that. They conjured. They were hoodoo people. They were magical. Oh, Jambalaya is also another good book to um read jambalaya is an excellent book books to look out for and don't get watch out for anything on hoodoo by white people watch out for anything on hoodoo from people like lucky mojo you know culture vultures that's all they fucking are i don't care if you was raised around and stuff like that what ancestors are you calling on that didn't do some type of harm find trusted people and teachers and sources on uh, tiktok instagram youtube whatever that you trust and that your intuition trusts them if you find somebody popular on TikTok and everybody follows them, but your intuition is like, oh, I don't vibe with them. That's all right. Go. Trust your intuition. Like I said, your intuition is your spiritual alarm system. What works for a million may not work for the thousands. 
go to people you trust, you know, find your own chosen tribe. I would say be mindful of learning from Huda from anybody who is outside of African-American culture and who, do, who doesn't have the lineage and the lineage being you hail from slavery. That's pretty much my suggestions. I will be back constantly posting on this because this is the year I'm trying to be more disciplined. You know, chapter 29, I just turned 29 recently. So yeah, 20, I can't wait till my birthday shoot. So, you know, that's exciting. Um, I'm going to be more mindful. I'm going to be more disciplined. I um, thank you guys for all the suggestions on podcast episode subjects. I will definitely be on that. I'll be talking about them all. Um, just give me time. I'll more than likely be doing uh, my podcast every other week because as you guys know, no, I do have a podcast I do with my cousin called The Gorgons Podcast, where it's just me and her pretty much talking about crazy ass shit. Um, and yeah, nothing's off limits. Everything is crazy, X-rated, whatever you want to talk about. It's me and my cousin doing just gossiping and just shooting the shit and just talking. Give me a rating on whatever platform you're listening to Bishop Mortimer's Day Off on. I thank you guys for getting this far. If you did get to this far, if you did get to this far, DM me. Um, the key word of the episode, the special word of this episode will be conjure king. Yeah. DM me that and be like, bitch, I got to the last episode. I got to the last part of the episode or t commented on my most recent, um, TikTok video and be like conjure king or conjure queen. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Conjure king or queen. I take them both. So yeah. And that'll be our key word to know that you made it to the end of the episode. And I thank you guys. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And yeah, I will see you guys next time. Because y'all, as y'all know, every day is a day off when you're dealing with a bitch like me. Bye, you guys.